0: Welcome to the History of North America. I'm Mark Vinette. In this episode, we search for the first non indigenous explorers to reach North America as we examine the many pre-Columbian Transoceanic contact theories. Join me as we navigate the murky waters of French science and literature, pseudo archaeology, fanciful tales, legends, myths, folklore, and pseudo history. Pre Columbian transoceanic contact theories speculate about possible visits to or interactions with North America, the indigenous peoples of the continent, or both, by people from other non American continents at a time prior to Christopher Columbus's first voyage to the Caribbean in 1492. In this episode, we examine claims involving Oceania, Asia, and Africa that most mainstream scholars and scientists view with skepticism, or claim to have disproven or debunked. Okay, let's get to it. Researchers have proposed a theory of contact between Hawaiians and the Amerindians of Southern California between 400 and 800 CE. The sewn plank canoes crafted in this region are unique among the indigenous peoples of North America but similar in design to larger canoes used by Oceanian Polynesians for deep-sea voyages. Other researchers have argued that the Olmec civilization, discussed in episode 8 of this series, came into existence with the help of Chinese refugees, particularly at the end of the Shang Dynasty around 1200 BCE. Other claims have been made for early Chinese contact with North America including one based on 30 ancient BCE coins with a Chinese chronological cycle unearthed in British Columbia. Another states that Chinese Buddhist missionaries claim to have visited a location resembling portions of the California coast before 500 CE. And perhaps the best-known theory involves a Chinese fleet arriving in North America in 1421. Anthropologists suggest that certain indigenous people of New Mexico exhibit linguistic and cultural similarities to the Japanese. They speculate that Buddhist priests or restless peasants from Japan may have crossed the Pacific in the 13th century, traveled to the American Southwest, and influenced certain native societies. Others have argued that pre-Columbian contact between Japanese sailors and Native Americans was highly probable given that several dozen Japanese ships are known to have been carried from Asia to North America along powerful Pacific Ocean currents during the 17th, 18th, and 19th centuries, landing at places between Alaska's Aleutian Islands in the north and Mexico in the south. While admitting there is no definitive proof of pre-Columbian contact between Japanese and North Americans, it is thought by some as implausible that such contacts, as outlined above, would have started only after Europeans arrived on the continent and began documenting them. Regarding India, scientists interpret as evidence of pre-Columbian contact carvings on a 200 BCE stupa in central India that appeared to be a depiction of a plant indigenous to the Mexican tropics. Others believe that certain motifs present in the carvings on a Mayan stela at Copan in Mesoamerica represent the Asian elephant. While some 12th century objects depicted in Indian carvings from Bengaluru, today known as the city of Karnataka, resemble ears of maize, a crop native to Mesoamerica. Claims for an African presence in Mexico stem from attributes of the Olmec culture. This idea was first proposed in the mid 19th century. More recent claims include the attribution of Mesoamerican pyramids, calendar technology, mummification, and mythology, to the arrival of Africans by boat on Atlantic Ocean currents running from western Africa to the southern tip of North America. Proponents suggest that one of the Aztec gods represented an African visitor. Still others suggest similarities between West African and Native Mesoamerican religious symbols, such as the winged serpent and the sun disk, and words that have African roots and share similar meanings across both cultures. As well as the transfer of African plants to the region. North African sources describe what some consider to be visits to the New World by a Mali fleet in 1311. Supporting this view were Amerindian claims that from afar, black people whose spears were made of metal set out in canoes from the coast of Africa and sailed to the west with merchandise. Furthermore, Some investigators today believe that humans might have come not overland from Asia, but by boat from Africa, with the journey taking place 100,000 years ago, well before the accepted dates for the earliest human migrations that led to the prehistoric settlement of North America. Traces of coca and nicotine, found in some Egyptian mummies, have led to speculation that ancient Egyptians may have had contact with the New World. The initial discovery was made after examining the mummy of a priestess. Examination of numerous Sudanese mummies mirrored what was found in the Egyptian mummy. A re examination in the 1970s of the celebrated mummy of Ramses II also revealed the presence of fragments of tobacco leaves in its abdomen. Hi everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-218-6010. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Claims involving Arab contact are based on early accounts of Muslim expeditions reaching a region thought by some theories to be part of North America. An ancient Arab atlas of the world includes a continent west of the Old World. According to Muslim historians, Arab sailors ventured over the Atlantic Ocean and discovered a previously unknown land in 889 CE and returned with a shipload of valuable treasures. It has been recently proposed that Phoenician sailors discovered the New World in 350 BCE. The Phoenician state of Carthage minted gold coins in that year bearing a pattern which has been interpreted as a map of the Mediterranean with North America shown to the west across the Atlantic. Some scholars believe that Phoenicians and other Semitic groups had crossed the Atlantic in antiquity, ultimately arriving in North America. This view is supported in part by claims that many geographical place names in the United States have a Semitic origin. Claims involving ancient Judaic contact are based on excavated inscriptions and petroglyphs in the USA that have led some to suggest a possibility that Jewish seafarers may have traveled to America after fleeing the Roman Empire at the end of the Jewish-Roman Wars in the 1st and 2nd centuries CE. Since the first centuries of European colonization of North America and up until the 19th century, several European intellectuals and theologians tried to account for the presence of the Aboriginal population by connecting them to the Ten Lost Tribes of Israel, who according to biblical tradition were deported following the conquest of the Israeli kingdom by the Neo-Assyrian Empire. Starting in the 17th century, theologians published tracts arguing that the native population of North America were descendants of the Ten Lost Tribes and contended that the discovery of the alleged long-lost Jews heralded the imminent coming of the Biblical Messiah. Join me again next time as we continue our search for the first non-indigenous explorers to reach North America. Check out the YouTube version of this episode which has accompanying visuals including maps, charts. Timelines, photos, illustrations, and diagrams. Support our channel by watching and clicking on the ads in the video. It costs you nothing, and by doing so, gives us extra credit and encourages, supports, and helps us to create more quality content. Please consider supporting our History of North America series in the following ways. Join our growing community on Patreon. We offer lots of membership benefits, including books and artworks. As you know, I have written many historical nonfiction and fiction books, including exciting international historical mystery and suspense thrillers. One such novel, The Maesta Panels, is set in beautiful Italy, the birthplace of Genoese explorer Christopher Columbus, who is mentioned in this episode. All my books are available in print and digital format on Amazon. If you shop on Amazon for books or anything else, Make sure to use our free link so Amazon knows who sent you, thereby giving us extra credit with no supplemental cost to you. All links appear in this show's description and on our website at markvinette.com. Spread the word to family and friends. And remember, all positive ratings, reviews, feedback, and comments are appreciated. This helps us grow and reach new listeners. I'm Mark Vinette, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. The most abundant protein naturally occurring in the human body, which decreases as we age. Taking Calatrin promotes better sleep, more energy, less joint pain, and best of all, weight loss. Calatrin has an amazing 86% success rate with their 90-day supply. And this week, take advantage of their President's Day sale. Buy the 90-day supply and get an extra month free plus free shipping. Ordering is so easy. Just text the word HISTORY to the code 30605 and we'll send you a link to this special offer. Again, text HISTORY, that's H-I-S-T-O-R-Y, using the code 30605.